0: Wow! Whew, Damn, Olivia, baby, Eva Rose, Olivia Grace, bring them both. I got the middle of my infield, baby. <laughs> Second and short covered, baby. Uh, I need, I need the quarters. All right, here we are, baby, high atop the west side of Mount Laurel here today on a road trip. For speaking of sports, first and foremost, congratulations, Bud, on the beautiful birth. Of Thank you, Olivia Grace. Is that? that did is I it. get it right? Did that, I nail it? Me and my bad names, right? That is the name. Congratulations, to you and him. It Was it uh, a bit bumpy?
1: Right, bit bumpy. So it's a long. Anyone who's been through it's a long, exhausting process. <laughs> Total respect to the women who have to go through that process. It's brutal. So we're just happy we're home and recovering now. Um, And obviously able to spend time with the baby finally. It's a long wait, so we're happy to be here. Congratulations. And
0: thank you very much for your kindness. Many people that text us, hey, what's going on? You're leaving us in suspense. It just happened to be that we recorded on a Monday and then you guys delivered on a Wednesday, right? So we had that gap in between. But here we are, everybody's healthy, and oh my lord, she's a, a, a gorgeous baby. Uh, so it's all good, many prayers are answered. Um, Phillies, undetermined, as of
1: this podcast yep. recording, we got... As of now, yep. undetermined. We could be Miami, we could be Arizona. Um, depends on the outcome of today, and if Miami may... Marlins may not even have to play their game tomorrow. Right. We will see, we could be playing either one. I personally would rather play, I want to say Miami.
0: You have to. Yeah, yeah, with two
1: two of their starters. They're out. hot. They're hot though. It's the only it, thing. They're hot. Yeah, um, that's true. But you three straight versus three losses for I, Arizona. I always call but, them Yeah, I'd rather from, play Miami. The kid
0: from Eustis. Nobody wants to see Zach gown. Um, but the. Miami has played against 500 teams. Do you want to take a guess this year?
1: I have it in front of me, so I know. How the heck do you have that in front of you? It's my research. It's the MLB app. <laughs>
0: Thirty-eight and fifty. Damn. Yeah. That's okay. I'm glad you're only here for part one of the podcast. I'm going to stomp all over my research. All right. So new rules here for stump. That's what it's called. Stump the Wiz is officially called stump, and here it is. There's no dialogue. There's no in between. It is nothing more than question. Uh, we figure 5 seconds is fair for the answer. Question and answer. Question and answer. We should be done this. You got the timer. We should be out of stump in 5 minutes tops. You agree, bud? Let's Yeah. Yeah, it's maybe good. maybe 3.
1: First week was a minute 30, I think so.
0: Yeah, then last week we got all Last off week the was ranch. about 25, I yeah, think. Yeah, you're crazy there. Um, and I'm gonna I, I got to tell you right now. What do you think about a Philly-centric, all-Philly's current 23 team? Stump the Wiz. How about that? All ten. Okay, yeah, let's do it. I didn't. I didn't reach outside the boundaries. I didn't go into. That's that's fair. I it's didn't been go a hectic week. Baseball. I that's, didn't ask the you know that's the fair. MVP from ten years ago. And nobody really loves that kind of trivia. All
1: right, that's fair. Up, let's Coach let's dive into it.
0: We're ready to go. With Stump, Stump the, the Wiz. Wiz. Ready to go here, buddy.
1: Mm-hmm. Philly's best
0: batting average. Everything's this season. Philly's best batting average at 303. Uh tr- Wow. Alec Boehm. Wrong. Rojas. Highest on base percentage at 401.
1: Um, Bryce Harper. Correct. Highest slugging at 499. Say that would be...
0: Schwarber? Harper. Harper. Stolen bases at 31.
1: Uh, Trey Turner? Stott. (laughs) Jeez.
0: Player uh, thrown out the most, attempting to steal bases with five. This is a good I'll one. I'll say Stott too.
1: JT. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> most outfield assists with ten. Oh, that's the uh, that's Casty. Very good. Uh,
0: most pitching wins with uh, fifteen.
1: Yeah, I'm blanking on the name right now. Well, it's you can't. The guy from the Mets. It's Walker. Tywin Walker. Very
0: good. That's a good one. Best ERA starter at 3.44. Zach Wheeler. Sanchez. Wow, geez. Lowest <laughs> hits per nine oh. innings uh, at 5.0, which is really low.
1: Lowest hits per nine innings pitch at 5.0. Well, I would have said Wheeler. From last answer, I'll say Sanchez. You should have said Hoffman. You would have been right, so wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most innings pitched by a Phillies
0: pitcher in 2023 at 193.2
1: innings pitched. Zach Wheeler, Noah. Wow, I'm doing terrible today. <laughs> how many? How much time did it take us? That's a minute fifty-one. Then at 51 a minute fifty-one. Well, minute fifty-one. The, to the get good two news is right.
0: listeners, We got out under sub two. The bad news is, would we have two?
1: I don't even know. I, I don't. It wasn't more than four. Yeah. Well, was, I was think, it? I don't Ross. think it was more than three. I think you got
0: Harper once.
1: They got Harper.
0: Uh, you got Nick on assist. Yeah, Harper you got Walker. There right? is three,
1: three out of ten. Then. Three out of
0: ten. So take the test. It's
1: a hard, uh, hard fail this week. I'm getting held back. At, at, it, that is in fact.
0: Uh, do you have time to compare the twenty three, twenty two baseball final
1: metrics? Yeah. Okay. versus uh this year, last year. No, this
0: is overall Major League Baseball. I'm glad you can hang around for this because this is fascinating. Uh, first of all, I say congratulations to Major League Baseball. You know, wow, did they ever get it right, Bud? Or did they get every aspect of the rule changes right there? How about what it very rarely is it the sweeps? Normally, you say, well, but not that one. In this case, Major League Baseball became so easy to watch, right? Literally fast and furious. I mean, just you never complain about a slow game. I don't care if it was one nothing the game. No, had- I mean,
1: time of game is the lowest it's been since geez, when are we going? We're going back a while. We're going back. back to like 2000 or yeah. so. Around around that time it was pretty similar. It wasn't a material difference from this year.
0: Yeah, and I tried to, you know, keep this to the to the the macro stuff, but this is this is pretty sexy, pretty interesting here, but So, I'm just going to do 23 versus 22. Keep it nice and simple, plain vanilla. 23 runs per game per team. It's all per team, right? 4.62 this year. Uh, 22, 4.28. That's a fairly drastic increase this year. Convert that, and it's 9.24 runs per game in 23, of course, versus 8.56 in 22. Home runs. I rounded on a couple of these, 5,900 home runs in 23, in 22, uh, 5,217, plus 700 home runs. So home runs continue to skyrocket, bud, right? That's crazy
1: in a sense, isn't it? Yeah, but they're still historically low per game, home runs. Home runs are historically low. Huh? Well, I mean, I, we're going back a... Wait, hold on. Am I looking yeah, at I the run? Right thing? I don't think so. I don't no, think so. No, you're right. I'm, you're right. They're way out. Yeah, I'm looking, no, at, I'm no. looking at, at triples by accident. Yeah. but With The a ratio of triples. Yeah.
0: The hitters are bigger and stronger. We know that. Bat speed's quicker. We know that. All right. And pitches are coming in at 100. And we know what happens when a barrel swung at that speed meets a ball coming in at 100. We're yeah. Gonna have home runs. So home
1: case. runs are way up, but they're down comparative to like, like they're still lower than 2021, 2022. 20 2019 2017 yeah uh home run per game ratios yeah so it's it's still up from you know where we were a, a, a while it, ago and up it's a good sign last for year. the
0: people that are negative about too many home runs
1: uh, stolen
0: bases obviously this is the one that we all waited for with the uh with the pickoff rule and the bases 3,475 75 and 23 uh 2486 in 22. So basically plus a thousand stolen yeah. bases. I mean, you,
1: you got to go back 20 years to see Think anything close like this. About stolen about that. Bases.
0: And, and if you're wondering, did we convert that to a percentage of success? He couldn't give you that number and not give you that at, at this point. If you, if you want to steal a base in major league baseball, you have an 80% success rate. The runners were caught 20%, which means in my opinion, Teams like the Phillies have to run more. Guy, You got guys. Turner hasn't been thrown out yet. I mean, to you got you to run
1: more. You yeah. got to run more.
0: I mean, if, the, if your biggest stolen base caught guy is JT at
1: five and everybody else is. It's a problem. Yeah, it's, it's a, problem. a problem. Turner not being <laughs> thrown out all year is yes, actually, a big, a it's actually a big problem. It is. A, thank you. Not, it means you're not running. That. Yes. You have to be thrown out. It's fine to be thrown out. Acuna's been thrown out more than anyone in baseball, and he's stolen.
0: More Thank than anyone you. in baseball, Thank so you. he
1: makes up for it. It's you got to be thrown out. It's just you have to do it.
0: You can't have, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot have too much of a good thing. So when you see a number that's close to perfect, it's
1: dilute
0: it. Get it out of there. Get it yeah. down by trying more. You know, uh, my pinch hitter was twelve for twelve this year in in pinch hit home runs. How many times did he pinch it? Uh, Fourteen. Uh, something's really wrong with that. If he had 12 home runs, pitch hit him 100 times, start the guy, right? Uh, K's, 41,600 K's uh, in 23, uh, in 22, uh, 40,800. All right? So, Straight, uh, yeah, strikeouts
1: are similar. Yes, yeah, similar. As, very, very similar,
0: okay? Here's a big one because of the shift. Batting averages this year, 249. I really wanted to round it 250 a part big part of me did and last year 243 take away the shifts and you pick up
1: uh six points on the batting averages about what we predicted bud it's 2.4 percent we predicted three so as we as we said the shift has no material impact on the batting averages in baseball it just it just doesn't um, well, too many hits well, were stolen. It well, just well, well, as well, we're, but that two forty nine versus two forty three is a lot in that framework. Three percent, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's, it's the no. See, yeah, 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 no, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. no, Three percent is a lot because you're not re- recollect recollecting what MLB was predicting before True. the shift came on. Yeah, they, they said this ridiculous. is going to fix baseball batting. I mean, we had guys on our show. Who said Kyle Schwarber was a, was going to be <laughs> that, fixed because of this shift. It 240. They, the shift? Hit two forty. Specifically, some guys said the shift is most impactful against guys like Kyle Schwarber. His batting average, five guys, his batting yep. average didn't change at all. Went down. It's terrible. Went down. Yeah, he's sub two hundred now. So it's just to show you, the shift isn't a, a it's people are very misguided about how much the shift impacts batting average. Three percent impact is small. People were thinking you're going to see batting averages get back up to the two seventy. You know, two sixty at least area as we saw before. Yeah. Batting averages are still lower than they were. Yeah. in well twenty nineteen. Yeah, strikeouts. Uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, they're all they're, they're they're still historic low batting averages of two forty nine. Agreed. But you know, when the batting average goes up, so did on base
0: percentage, which is a part of batting average. Three twenty versus three twelve last year. Slug goes to four fourteen versus 395 all boats rising on the incoming tide this is the one that's got me a little stymied if you take your percentages oh, you're going to tell me this is exactly three percent too i can feel it 735 here he goes i can smell it 735 ops versus 706 is that right on the money with your three
1: four point percent? point one. Four point one. so ops up more than the others well bags are bigger a uh, double's a little easier this year than it was last year. Simple. Oh,
0: my God. You're right.
1: I mean, six inches is, for some people, <laughs> it's a lot. A uh, double's easier this year than it was last year. Notice my decorum.
0: I'm hmm. going to pass on that. I wouldn't know, I guess, would be the right answer had I answered Well, that's funny how our minds work. So that made me go and scramble for doubles, which I did not think doubles and triples were relevant. But after I saw OPS, sure enough, I went backwards, got the 23 doubles, 8,184 compared to 7,900 last year. Doubles are way up, and we can attribute that yeah. to the bags.
1: No, well, I think there's a couple of factors because, number one, walks are also up because of the pitch clock. Probably because of the pitch clock. Right, I it's, agree. Right. It's safe to say that the pitch clock put more pressure on pitchers, and I don't think the pitch clock reduced walks in any way. No, on bases, um, yeah. So that's up. That affects OPS. Doubles are up. So now you have two factors that are increasing the, you know for why OPS is up. And again, it's still not a huge amount. It's not even ten it's not five percent. Incrementally up and adjusted for all the other stats, right? Yeah, I mean I would say part of it's because of the shift. I would have expected about two or three percent because of the shift, and maybe another percent or two probably because of the pitch clock. Right. And maybe part of it's just random, you know, standard devi like a normal deviation in some type of realm of plus or minus a few percentage points or less than that fractions, but it's not a huge amount. 4%. It's there you go. Not a huge uh, amount.
0: Fans, that's why we call him the whiz. Does, does it get any better than that? If it does, you won't listen to it. That was fascinating. Good work. 25 minutes off game time. Is that the, is that, is that the net That
1: fans? is fantastic. Congratulations. The MLB, anyone who was critical of the pitch clock, which I, I think I was, I don't remember. I, I, I hope I wasn't I because I I, I can't remember because I played in the pitch clock and had no problems with it. Yeah, no, I don't think I was critical. I no, the pitch I don't clock. I was critical of the shift. Now that I remember, yeah, we had debate over that. Um, but pitch yeah. clock is a wonderful thing. It's absolutely, I would say not to be like not to be a uh, heavy word. I would say it saved baseball. I think a lot of people just had no desire to watch. You have people coming back now, which is right you to say, may you know.
0: be using the right word, bud. When you say "save baseball," it was in that much trouble. People were using responsible people like Ray Dentinger were saying baseball's ruined. Yeah, okay, and I would take offense to it, but I was hearing it so much, I really couldn't push back too darn much because everybody was saying the same thing. Now, what you have is baseball attendance way up. Uh, three teams last year with three million uh, fans. This year, you have seven teams with three million in attendance. Is it's that oppressive. crazy? Yeah. The highest ever is nine teams with three million, which I didn't know. Eh? Part of the fun of research is that voyage you take into the database for previous years. You're thinking, oh, seven seven teams had three million, you know, and you know who they always are. Right. And you think that's got to be at least tie the record. Then you go on and you find out there were years where it was nine teams with three million. Um, and you don't have the pitcher batting. Thank God for the DH. People were against that too. And we've gotten used to the no shifts. And I think, Bud, tell me if you agree, it even puts more strategy in a game as to have the middle infielders do shift to the middle. You agree? I see shortstops yeah, now you, standing you, you, at you, the back.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's important. you got to know where to shift now because you can only get so much room. you got to you got to really position yourself in that exact spot because you can't go too far. And you may need that extra step that you didn't take before. Or you could just maybe play a little deeper, uh, play a little more over. You can't do that now.
0: So you just can't beat this time of year. Got to sell the rest of the show solo. Lost my sidekick here, Chatty. Uh, kind of a different situation, but we got him through. Uh, we got him through stump, and uh, he probably wishes uh, that <laughs> that we skipped the one stump. So what do we have? We have we have more content today than time, no doubt about it. So I'm going to kind of ramble and fly, run amuck. And, uh, and give give you what I got with a bunch of loose notes. But I do want to say hats off uh, to teams like the O's, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins. You know, these are uh, franchises that not too long ago lost 300 games between them. So it does show you that if you draft right, you trade right, you, you, uh, you sign international players. Wow, big emphasis on that. Take a look at the Philly starting lineup uh, and other teams. And you develop. Talent, which is not talked about enough, I it's it's a subject for another podcast. How, why do the Dodgers always seem to have somebody decent on the mound? Why they bring a kid up from Double A? Why is he decent? You know, and they had one year they had 19 pitchers uh, go to the uh, IL, and they're always competitive pitching wise. Uh, of course, the example everybody loves to abuse when it comes to this subject is, is uh, Tampa Bay. Um, they do the things behind the scenes. They instruct right. They develop right. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of it doesn't convey to winning a World Series, and that's another podcast. That's a, a podcast for another time. So, anyway, hats off to the, to the Marlins, uh, who kind of, I'll tell you, how competitive was it down the stretch? If, what did Major League Baseball not get right this year? Between the rule changes, the playoff format, I realize that's a year ago, last two years, I should say, right? The um, everything. I mean, the DH, who wants to see a, a, a pitcher batting 110 up in a critical time? People say, oh, that's a great time to see how managers met. Man-. What? You could manage it two ways. Either tell them to strike out to avoid the double play, you know, less than two outs, strike out. Or uh, try to bunt, and pitching success rate on bunts was below uh, 18%. So what do you have there? You have a totally uh, unproductive, or is it nonproductive, at bat that's wasted. And why waste, um, you know, why waste that percentage uh, of the at bats on a pitcher? that you know was batting 110 it was just a joke so the, the dh had to be here never thought i'd be again you know roll out the shift uh because i'm a strategy guy and uh, the more you outthink me the more you deserve to beat me um but it, it became patently unfair to left-handers and although there's evidence at the end of the season per chad's point that it didn't mean a hill of beans um But I'm okay with that because I I like now to see the more extended plays by the middle infielders. I love it when a second baseman is lined up over the bag and he has to go hard to his left. He's going more coverage zone area, okay, to make that play than obviously in the shift where he's got five feet each way. I love that. And plays are being made that way. Uh, So you, you can see that. In defensive run, save metrics. Again, a podcast for another time. Put you to sleep with that one. Buck Showalter, one of my guys, old-timers. Um, I don't know where he's going to land. It probably won't be San Francisco because they're an analytical-based uh, franchise. To a fault, man, did <laughs> – I'll tell you what. Did, did Gabe ever show – san fran population uh, those folks how it can be done and not be done with analytics he wins 107 games and everybody drinks the kool-aid on analytics you got to have more coaches more females you got to do everything capler's way you got to get up at five o'clock in the morning you got to drink a green milkshake you got the alfalfa's bath you have to do the whole thing diet everything regimen show up and uh, what gee, Why didn't it matter? Because you don't win without talent. It's the name of the game. It's never going to change. Now this analytics thing for me to bash analytics, right? That's 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 a little bit of a different thing. But yeah, don't abuse anything. If I when I managed, did I use analytics. Of course, I did. We had I, you've heard the story with with Fat Sam from Ivy Viking. We were using analytics back in the seventies, or not written down in our heads with shifts on on certain players, and it worked. We used to frustrate. opponents all the time, but don't abuse it. Don't get ridiculous with it. Don't, you know, insist on the milkshakes. Uh, uh, Don't be telling pitchers O2 where they have to throw the ball when on that particular day they don't feel like they have their spin rate or location. Pitchers always talk about what did I not have today. I didn't have my good stuff. I couldn't locate. Okay, you can't locate today, but I'm going to use analytics to tell you what you should pitch today. Is that that's not congruent, is it? No, it's not. So when you force analytics upon certain situations, it's letting the proverbial structure dictate substance. So we know in business that you better let substance dis- dictate structure. Okay, always. All right. So yeah, analytics can be extremely harmful. Just like Gabe Kapler, and uh, I don't know where he'll land next. Um, but that's interesting. But it couldn't happen to a to a lesser guy than Cohen in, in I, I will I will now root against the Mets and Cohen the the rest of my natural born, whatever remaining years is okay. I will root against the Mets because of Cohen uh and how they handle this thing. It was it was so Bush league handled that the players gave Buck a ovation. Of course they were already standing, right? Standing ovation. He, uh, at the lineup card, uh, he was walking back to the dugout and a cluster of his players were giving him a a rousing applause. That's really cool stuff. And uh, tipping their cap. And uh, because they know it's not him. Now, I I saw some things he did the last two years that I questioned and I commented on this podcast. Um, That just means we don't agree on certain strategies in baseball. You know, infield up, infield back. First and third, got two fast guys on, you trail by one. Catcher's got a 22% throw out rate. Why aren't you trying to steal second, let the guy from third come home? He doesn't do that stuff. Bunts a lot. But there, there's just certain managers that you, you can look at managers' tendencies. It, it is maintained, by the way, that data. And you'll see that there's certain things managers t- just don't do. If you want to see a guy that did all the things right, take a look at t- Tony Fran- uh, uh, Francona. Uh, Tito, because um, he was the guy that would – he invented his stuff. I love him. I love uh, Showalter, G. Mock, Tito. In my opinion, they're all great baseball guys, great strategists. Uh, But, you know, yeah, there was stuff I disagreed with Buck on, but that's going to happen all the time, not to elevate myself to Buck's level. Far, far from it. But uh, I wish him well. Um, In my opinion, in my opinion, the worm turned and and the 180 started – the, the second Edwin Diaz got hurt in in that in that all star international baseball competition whatever the hell they call it which I think is ridiculous for another podcast uh, when when I saw that that night I I was like their season's done because what's it going to mean mentally to the players how do you bounce back after that culture it wasn't only the culture of the pitcher and what he was about it was a song. And shame on you all! Other organizations that play the the trumpet, whatever the hell it is, what when, when that's his stuff. And right away you heard other uh, you know sports franchises, college teams playing the trumpets. So I was get, getting sick listening to that stuff. Leave that alone. That's exclusive. Thank you very much. But when he went down, so did the Mets season. Let's face it, Miguel Cabrera. What what can I say about this cat? I mean, you know, three thousand hits, five hundred home runs. 300 baton average, uh, 300, 500, 3,000 club, very rare. 306 slash 382, 518, 901. Sounds a little bit like Bobby Abreu. Say what you will. It sounds like a bruised numbers, okay? Abreu was actually higher in on-base percentage, a little lower in slug and the same in, in OPS. So you'd say, oh, Chuck must be making it up. What was the war for Cabrera? It had to be 90 all right, Cabrera, I don't have chat here today. Cabrera's war was 67. Uh, let's see, Abreu's was 64. Uh, favorite war at-bats to Cabrera, so he's going to build war over time. So if you adjust just for at-bats, they're, you know, like dead even, plus Abreu got dinged big time for defense. So offensive war, uh, you don't even want to hear it, do you? But um, it just puts things in perspective, so knock it off. Um I thought it was cool. He doesn't own a glove. He's been DHing for you know the last three thousand bats, whatever. But they wanted him to come off the field. They put him at first base. He had a bar player's glove. I should remember the player's name. It's a funny name. Uh, and he he didn't he didn't have a first baseman's mitt. So he bars the first baseman's mitt, and it makes a pretty nifty play, you know, for the last time on the field. I mean, that's why do these situations happen just in baseball? I mean, baseball is the stage for these unbelievable memorable final moments or incidents that take place and fan interactive stuff i mean when i say baseball is the best sport and over time you know i'm damn well right you'll go back to all oh, you know how many people watch a football game yeah there's 16 of them okay we got 162 how's that for the dilution theory okay uh yeah 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 i'll have that debate anytime you want i mean it's, it's really not even close the opposite way but you have to dive in really dive in Baseball has remarkable moments that football can't come close to. Just by the mere structure of the field, where things are, the fan interaction, it can't happen. But just baseball moments that are unbelievable. So when Cabrera ball, bars a glove, goes out there with a Hall of Fame career, and makes a nice little backhand play, okay, with somebody else's mitt and, and hasn't been on defense for three years, it's it, you know, is that God's intervention? I don't know. Uh, one of the coolest things I saw with Cabrera to move along here a little bit was uh, when he would take BP. I was in Yankee Stadium not long ago, and the guy that got me the seats the, uh, in the club box seats said, get there early to watch uh, Cabrera take BP. So we did all that. We were there at 5 o'clock. And um, we're sitting back home plate. And he said, Now, Chuck, I know you're, you know, you love baseball, blah, blah, blah. He said, you got to watch the way Cabrera takes PP. I had never been told that, heard of that, seen anything. So I'm watching it cold. And he takes his first two rounds, and there's nothing remarkable other than the fact that he scorches line drives all over the lot. Then the guy comes up to and says, Watch his last two rounds. The. Uh, Coach, the batting practice uh, pitching coach is throwing a ball and he is hitting left field home run, left center home run, center field home run, another center field home run, right center and right field home run consecutively. And he does it. And then the guy says, no, 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 he's not done. Watch him rewind it. Right field, right center, 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 left center field, left field, twice. How about that skill? Number one, he didn't hit 54 homers a year. He's not a prolific power hitter. Okay, you see his, his uh, career OPS at 901. He had some years. Um, but imagine being able to be talented enough as a hitter to hit, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, 12 balls in a row out to each field consecutively and not off a tee or machine. These pitches coming in were not all exactly where he'd like them. Uh, that skill was so mesmerizing to me. You know, I was left thinking about talking with Chad, like, is there any other hitter in baseball that could, could do that, you know? And I'm sure the answer is yes. But in my life, that night at Yankee Stadium, on a perfect night for baseball with a freezing cold beer and a great sausage and pepper sandwich, I can't tell you how enjoyable that was to watch Cabrera do that. So that's my uh, special uh, memory of Cabrera but a, a class act you got to throw that in and I could go on and on and on with the stats rest in peace god bless tim wakefield um just another class act to the game and uh I could um I could I had I struggled I said this respectfully I hope everybody takes it that way you, you know it's it's there's no ill will here I, I couldn't find Anything real uh, remarkable, if you will, to jump off the, uh, the, the stats sheet? Um, you know, pretty lofty career ERA. I looked for a season sub four um, early on, like first year. And, uh, of course, with that knuckleball, you're, you're not going to have a ton of strikeouts. I thought he did, actually. Uh, so I looked at his K per nine, um, unimpressive, hits per nine high. So the ball's in play. They're getting hits. Uh, but, but he, I mean, he got people out long enough to accumulate the wins that he did long career, 20 year career. Hey, no, nothing negative at all. Maybe the point here is how somebody can sustain 20 years in major league sport, uh, and not have anything really illustrious to talk about, you know, one shining moment, a couple world series, um, and Francona, man, I'll miss him. I'll miss him for his quotes. Uh, I'll miss him for his game strategy. Uh, I love the way he interviewed. Oh, certain so many people annoy me. <laughs> don't get me started on the post games this week with, with, with coaches. Okay, don't even rev me up. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna skip it. We'll never get through this stuff I've got. Um, uh, but I gotta tell you something. <laughs> As I tell you, I'm not gonna do it here. I go doing it. Okay. Yeah. Hats off to Notre Dame, big win. I can't cover college football once again. We don't have the time to do it. But Frank Kona, you know, great career, rides a little, you know, mini bike to uh, the stadium, interactive with the fans. Um, what an ambassador um, for baseball. Speaking of ambassador for baseball, uh, Charlie's on the mend and rehab doing well. Ah, uh, good to hear from him. And Bo's in uh, closed door meetings with the C suite, making decisions about rosters and all that neat stuff. Boy, you talk about a meeting! I would just give anything to be a fly on the wall. I want to be over at the stadium today in those meetings. And they're pretty big. I mean, not four or five people. These are everybody. Advanced scouts and all the all the analytics and man, there's all kinds of stuff. Speaking of analytics and people interfering, although I didn't say that per se, it's interesting to read how interfering uh, Cohen's uh, team was with uh, Buck on the lineup, and Buck won't give throw you under the under the bridge, um, but he did make uh, some innuendo um, to the point. That the two of the people that Cohen brought in were telling them who to play and where to bat him. And um, that's fascinating, you know, that you got a guy like Buck Scholler and you're telling them what the lineup should be. I mean, that just <laughs> gives me the chills. <laughs> I, I hope the Mets win 60 games for the next 10 years. I mean, it's one thing to spend $360 million. between them and the Yankees, you spend. Uh, over a half a billion and look at the results. If you want to get sicker, add the Angels to it, which is another podcast for another day, and take a look at what they paid Albert Pujols and what they will pay Trout. And when you combine those two, ironically, it's very almost identical to the, to the payroll between the Yankees and the Mets this year. So you're talking a billion, too, in dollars burnt. So picture... Uh, a billion two of, of let's call it, $100 bills lined up. And somebody out there could probably tell me by next week how far around the world that goes. Boy, that is a good math. You know, the, the length of a of hundred, well, any, any bill. Uh, stapled together to get to a billion two goes how far around the world. That's fascinating. Oh, my God, I can't wait for... Uh, this week chad's going to hear the podcast because uh he's not here producing it so uh but anyway does it go around the world i want to say yes uh a billion two burnt just burnt because pujos did nothing to make the angels win trout did nothing to, to make the angels win now you're going to push back on me there and say trout's you know, contract's not over yet at 32 years old you think about war of 1.2, 1.6, 1.8, three of the last four years? Uh, tucked in there is one decent one. Okay, I'll throw out the high like the swimmers, uh, judges, and I'll take the three, okay? Uh, below two war, three years, you're telling me Trout's going to come back and be super productive? Over, under on Trout the rest of his career. Uh, and I and if obviously yeah, if he does stay healthy, I'll be wrong on this. I'm factoring that in and not wishing against him on health. You know that, but I'm going to say three and a half. Okay, that's that. If you're paid a guy four hundred and forty million and his his war because um, he's still neutral on defense, he's not a negative war yet, which is a credit to Trout. But if he's not over three on the war, you know that's a really really bad. Investment. So we covered uh, Tito. We covered uh, Tim Wakefield. We covered Cabrera. We covered uh, Buck and some of the teams that made it to the playoffs. Uh, How shocked are the uh, Seattle Mariners sitting in first place? The record's okay. You know, I need to 88 and 74 plus 14 over five. You know, not too bad. Um, But, you know, they lacked it. They lack the clutch hitter. Um, they they lack a lot culture wise. They're just not ready yet. But boy, are they ever disappointed! Suffice to say, they're sleepest in Seattle, really are. And I have more on them, but I, you know, it's going to take up a little bit of my time here, Pete. Those uh, those uh, Padre hogs, okay, uh, just crazy that they end two games out after being down like twelve, and they make this unbelievable run. Pete said a run was coming. Hats off to Pete. 20 and 10, the last 30. Best record in baseball. Hats off to Pete. There's the run. They go 8 and 2, last 10, win five straight. They had another winning streak of four, lost one. Otherwise, it would have been like 12 or 13, and a tie. That Saturday night loss, you knew that it's really a two game swing, not one. And you knew that was going to do it. And it did. Otherwise, there'd have to be a tiebreaker. So when you look at the. OPS, and it's off. The only player with 800 OPS is Soto. So that's kind of your real answer. But they, that's offset a little bit because you're pitching. It's now Cy Young candidate 225, Lugo 350. I won't mention names. 322, 305, bullpen head one two five, 125, uh, 175. Look at those ERAs and add them up and divide. You got an ERA of about 2.6, so it's certainly not that. So you say, what's missing here? Well, further research is necessary. So you go into a really cool grid uh, in baseball uh, reference, um, record of MLB teams against. That's what you put in, and it'll give you standings. And you're like, where the heck is it? Slide down below the standings, and then you'll get your bar line for a whole bunch of really cool data that makes me sound a heck of a lot smarter than I really am. I, I'm a guy with average intelligence who just did okay in life mm-hmm. for a lot of hard work and chasing my dreams. That's really me. Um, then you find out, so you're looking now for the answer. Why did the Padres with really good pitching and 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 good hitting, you know, certainly not great, uh, but why did the Padres uh, and and the run differential, which I should throw in, you you take a look at plus one Oh four and that puts them in line to make the playoffs easily. Okay. It's the third best in the national league. I forgot to throw that in. So you take a look at all that stuff and you say something, you know, I'm putting a stethoscope on the patient, the patient's ailing. I can't find what's wrong. Oh, what do you know? There it is. This is why you do research uh, fans nine and 23 in one run games. 9-23. So you you want to draw a comparison. You want to draw a bead for that right away. say, well, what's the context? How bad is 9-23? Maybe it's not that far off the norm on one-run games. A lot of them could be bad. Well, Texas is next worst in line at 14-22, and then it jumps way up to almost 500, and then some teams that are ridiculous, like the Braves and Dodgers. So you've got the Padres... Uh, with a great bullpen, 9-23 and 23 in one-run games. And something smells here, and Chuck said it on every podcast that talks about the Padres. So Sophie, my pup, my beautiful pup, Sophie. Sophie, what is it? What do you say, Soph? Manager. Manager. This guy, that guy is in the top... Uh, five managers for absolutely horrendous. He's as bad as the Washington football team's top guy. Uh, I'm going to call him Ben Rivera because I, I, you know, me with names, and I think I'm right on Rivera. I have no clue, no clue on the first one. But for that guy not to go for the two points, the players should have ambushed his office. I'm serious now. I couldn't. I was still sitting with some family members, uh, and I. Uh, how can this guy, Ronald Rivera, not give his team that fought so gallantly? How can he not give them a chance to win it right now? They have the momentum. It's hot. The defense is exhausted out there. His response was, "We were tired." Oh man, Rivera, you've always been a wimp. You've never taken risk. Okay. You're so conservative. You make pure milk, like, and and you're going to blame your offense that just tied it up. You have got to be kidding me. Uh, you go for it there. You play to win. You got the a, a better percentage of trying to win the game in overtime. You got the Eagles' prolific offense when they want to be okay. Uh, Hertz could break a, a a third and sixteen and pick up forty. You know that your guy can't. Uh, two great receivers, okay? A pass rush that when they want to is going to put pressure on you you want to key down. Over, let, let it be third and 16 in overtime and see how that turns out with the Eagles pass rush. You, 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 There's certain situations you, you can't have success in you know, if you're going to take the Eagles to overtime, all right? The Eagles got a guy that can kick them from 70 yards. What do you got? Home field. Everything. Point it to win the game now. Shame on you, Coach Rivera, and sometimes it's, you know, we speak in jazz and facetious tones and all that. Uh, no metaphors, no nothing. I'm just going to tell you right now, that was gutless. It was ultra conservative, nauseatingly conservative, and shame on you. And if nobody told you that today from the team on behalf of your club, okay, when they got back on the excella, they were thinking, Damn, Coach, why didn't we play to win? We had them. And by the way, if you look at the two-point plays this weekend, and I'll look it up, but man, not only did they work, players are wide open on a lot of them because they're getting better at it. You know, you got all kinds of different uh, picks and screens and and players in motion. It's hard to stop that. Uh, There's teams that do dumb stuff like try to run and hand the ball off five yards deep, and that gets stuffed. But I mean that was your play. So I just segued somehow from Major League Baseball, and I don't even know where the hell I was at. And on my sidekick here. By now, Chad's always like he looks like a puppeteer's up. He's up in arms. He's telling me where I need to get back to. I think I was talking about the Padres. Anyway, they did have the run. Pete was right. Run differential like that means you're something's wrong, and it's one run uh, game record nine twenty three. That's your season. Just adjust it to 500, which a lot of teams were, most of the majority of the teams were 500 or better, so all you have to do then is just say, okay, let's let's make that thing, you know, 14 and 14, no, that wouldn't be right, uh, 32, eh, about 16 and 16, something like that, okay? But anyway, uh, if you adjust it by four games, you're in the playoffs, and boy, would they be a scary team in the playoffs. Shame on the rest of the Padres, hitters, for not having a season. Soto's the only guy, and he came on, Johnny, come lately, okay? The other thing missing that we talked about in other podcasts is absolutely culture. No doubt about it, culture. Not busting from first to third. Not busting out of the box, okay? Not trying the extra on a leaping catch, all right? Hitting cuts, all right? Talking about baseball during the game and strategizing. You didn't get that from the padres it was obvious when he came to town i pointed out the plays i pointed out the plays last year i text certain people about people playing like dogs and i got back thumbs up all right that'll cost you that'll cost you five or ten wins so let's let's not throw culture out the window because that baby's out there i'm gonna have to skip jump over some uh I was going to do bad to the bone, and I was going to do the greatest third baseman I ever played defensively. Chill your Jets. And that, by far, is Brooks. I say by far. Uh, somebody came back and said to me, by far, and, of course, you know me, never miss a wide open net to jump on somebody that makes a mass generalization. Uh, a Good guy. Good guy. A listener, a smart cat uh, and he said, you know, by far. And I said, oh, not so fast, my friend. Uh, won't say his name in this instance." And uh, because there are instances where uh, certain players had um, better numbers, okay? Um, and I'm drawing a blank on the one guy that had more more chances, 600 chances at third base. Cleet uh, Boyer, thank you very much. Uh, but by and large, overall season, day in day out, uh, when you could, I, I'll give you one number. There's something called uh, Artot, which is like a defensive run saved. And if he was 300, and he was 300, Schmidt was 140. So I always kid around and say Brooks was two times Schmidt. Uh, now there's guys better than Schmidt, so I don't to think he's the the threshold for number two. He's not. But uh, that's how good Brooks was. Now, wh- where's the paradox? I always like to cite the paradox, you guys thinking out there, ladies and gentlemen. When I say guys, guys stands for ladies and gentlemen. You all know that, okay? Uh, we clarified that. Uh, and then we'll wrap up with the Marlins, I promise. The clock's working against me, and I have a lunch with Michael up in Manioc. Uh, can't wait. Uh, the paradox, and Richie, my producer, is like, Chuck, Chuck lost his thought again. Bookmark. The paradox is this. You talk about no speed. Brooks, and he had doubles because he hustled out of the box. This guy never took a play off a la Pete Rose, but Chase Utley. There are players in their career, I would testify without watching every game, that they never took a play off. And you better believe Brooks would be at the top of that list, okay, right there with Pete and Utley, et cetera. Never remember Utley taking an instance off, which is why Utley has that crazy good defensive run metric and was the best third baseman ever. Three consecutive years defensive run saved. Yes, with Morgan. Uh, you wouldn't believe that, would you? And I've asked a few people, and he ends up being ranked 60th all-time defensive run saved, and Manny Trio's 560th. If oh, I got, that shows you right there how bad analytics is. No, it shows you right there, at Outley was quicker, uh, read the game better, anticipated better, jumped better, knew pitching better, okay? You know, could run a distance faster, okay? But Brooks took advantage of nothing speed-wise. So how, when you measure speed at zero, stolen bases you know, one a year, thrown out three times, how does he do this? His quickness, his cat quickness, when the ball's hit, I mean, his eyesight, his, you know, uh, hey, you got five friends with ping pong balls, so they can't hurt you. And five friends stand five feet in front of you and throw overhand as fast as they can to hit you right in the nose. You're going to bat how many away? And the next person, okay, is going to bat how many. Okay, maybe not the nose. You'd center on that target, and you right? Generally speaking, throw that. You're supposed to bat it down. It's a bottom line fact. Someone's going to have better reactions than the next guy. Athletic ability, okay? This guy's reactions were ridiculous, and he laid out more than anybody. And he webbed the ball. But this is what he did. I want you to watch. I wish we had the. Uh, I wish we had this thing on uh, on Facebook so you could see it. I want you to watch the best of Brooks Robinson play. I have it in my in my catalog. And when he fields the ball, it's not just arm speed. I want you to look at his wrist. there you know you hear the saying the ball comes out of his hand good about pitching. Something happens when Brooks and I've slowed it down to figure out what it is. and I still can't get it. but there's this unbelievable explosiveness out of his hand that's in a snappy wrist. and when he releases the ball, it, it's unbelievable. and that's how this guy does what he does, you know for his career. Uh, but overall, man, you just talk about another cat good for baseball, more offensive than you think. I could go into his numbers, but everybody wants to talk about his defense and uh, and, and raise the bar. And isn't it interesting that the next best at his position, Ozzy? okay, isn't it something that Ozzy could steal 60 bases and be absolutely based on speed and – not that if, if you got two shortstops, you're going to smoke them 100 fungos, okay? And you got Boa and you got Ozzy in their prime, not age, okay? Boa's going to win that. Oh, I can't believe Chuck said that. Boa is going to win that, all right? Ozzy's the best because of his range, length, jumping, all those things, make more plays, which is why. How do you prove that, Chuck? You can't prove it. He said it's subjective. Not. How does Ozzie Smith have 900 chances at shortstop? And while Boa was fantastic, Boa has 800 once. Now, Ozzie has 800 like six times. He gets to more. Now, he's a lot of errors. When you get to a lot more balls, we have a lot more errors. Of course you will, especially on the extended play. If you get to a ball and you've just moved the shortstop 20 feet and you're reaching for it, a lot of times you're not going to make that play. But how many do you make, okay? So, but, but Brooks didn't have that speed. So, at third base, he got the slowest cat that's ever played. At shortstop, he got the fastest shortstop. We're talking about reactions here that ever played. And the beauty of the game: one guy sets records uh, who's not very fleet of foot, the other guy sets records who is. It's that a beautiful thing about baseball. Okay, so hats off to all of that. We'll wrap up with the uh, with the matchup here, of course. Everybody's saying, myself included, that we're so lucky to be missing the kid from Bishop Eustace, okay? Who my testimony is we gave a ride home. Um, yeah, we did. Chad says we did. not Zach Allen, great guy, great family, great pedigree, great everything. The pride of Bishop Eustace. I mean, and this cat can pitch. Too bad Al, he didn't. Coach Al had him do a witness I young. At fourteen to one, good bet. And Al is coming off a basketball bet at fourteen to one. Won that so bad. Back to back, fourteen to ones. He may cash two tickets. I don't think so. However, upon further review, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I am concerned. By the way, if you don't want to pick up uh, twelve hundred dollars back on your hundred dollar investment, that's what the Phillies are to win the World Series. That is not a bad bet. Go. Scrape up a thousand dollars. Now you know you all got it. All right, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do. Sell one of your underachieving stocks, sell some of your bitcoin, put a thousand bucks on the Phillies, and you get back 12,000. And you're going to tell me that's not a worthy investment? I mean, they were up to nothing in the World Series last year, and they're way better this year. Way better. And they're getting plus 1200. Okay, back to baseball. I am concerned, and yeah, the, the stats all favor the Phillies. Even the pitching stats go. No, they can't favor the Phillies. Well, they do. Uh, the Phillies are 16 and 14. That's relevant. In the last 30 games. The last 30 games, people are relevant. It's how you're playing now. Did you know Luis it batted uh, 224 in August? No, you didn't. Don't tell me you did, Tommy. You didn't, but he did. But then he came back in at 3, 4 in September. That's a sign of a really good hitter. He was exhausted. Uh, the Marlins, 19-11 in the last 30. Eh. How about this? How do you do against better competition? Very relevant. Phillies, for a change, 47-42 and 42 against 500 teams. First time in five years, over 500 against 500 teams. How do Marlins do against better teams? 38-50. and 50 relevant phillies run production 4.91 as good as the world series teams okay when you get the five as i've told you before your machine how the marlins do in run production 4.12 point one two, they're 27th in baseball really bad phillies upward doubles by 40 naturally that's going to fall in line with the, you know ops and all that so now you want to get me on pitching right so oh, the marlins got the better pitching well that would be true if it weren't for the fact that the phillies Pitchers give up 4.41 runs per game, and the Marlins give up 4.46. So you're probably going to have to sharpen your your medium pencils to get me on that. I'm having so much fun today. Defensively, they're rancid. The Marlins are rancid. Minus 26 DRS. Phillies are minus 5. Will the day ever come in my lifetime where I watch the Phillies play plus uh, defense? You know, and, and the main drag down on all that stuff, of course, if you take Schwarber, almost what a whole podcast that didn't say his name, but it's going to come up anyway. If you take Schwarber and Turner off the field, guess what? Guess what? Guys like Stout went on have played unbelievable. Marsh plus now Castellanos is fascinating, as you as you heard earlier in the uh, stump. Ten assist is good, is really good for a right fielder. Minus eight. Defensive run saved. So he still stinks, but he could throw some guys out. Hats off to him. He had a nice year. But anyway, so the Phillies um, defensively are better. Pitching, they're better. Hitting, they're way better. Runs a record against 500 teams, way better. Uh, Elite closer, I'll take Alvarado, who's back right now. you kidding me? He's lights out. He's absolutely lights out. So I like the Phillies. Let me point out two things, two areas of concern. Here you go. We'll wrap up. Um, watch the Marlins bench with the three Bs, and I scribbled, so I have no idea what I wrote down, but I know one's Bell, and I think the other one's Birdie. And the other guy looks like a, a B H G H Burger. These guys combined for an 820 OPS. That's good production off the bench, and we're not bad, but we're not that. So I'm a little concerned when you see a pinch hitter. This is what. And wouldn't it be something else, and I almost don't want to say it, because if I'm right, I'm going to feel like the entire podcast was geared towards me being right about my biggest illuminating point all season long when I said, what's going to happen in postseason against good lefties with Schwarber at the top of the lineup? I you damn well know that's been my my tagline all year. And you've got lefties that are going to start for the Marlins, um, Lozardo not great year. Right? He's not bad three six one, better than average baseball, right? Uh, and Garrett, um, but you got this cat out of the bullpen that throws a hundred, and he is what we call elite lefty Tanner Scott, and his uh, his matchups with Schwerber this year have caused me to text certain people. This is ridiculous. This is not a competitive MLB at bat. And I get back thumbs up from my different sources, okay? In the know sources, all right? You got left-handed pitching. And the Phillies line up with the lefties. And I know Harper always finds a way to to rise to the occasion. But I am really concerned about what Schwarber's going to do against the closer and the two starting lefties, all right? they got the heat, they got the high heat, they got the sweepers, they got that whole thing. Other than that, they don't, I don't know how they're going to score runs off of us. But won't it be interesting to see if whether we win it in two or three or, or don't? I'm going to set an over-under for you. If you want to push back at 609-828-5569, have at it, have at it. And if you figure out $100 bills stapled together, how far around the world to go. By the way, that's a legit, fair, fun exercise, okay? that I mean, you, you know there's a conference of the world. It's just Google that. It'll give it to you. And I'm probably so far off base on this. You know, a, a billion two, okay, in $100 bills, stable together. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm overestimating. Sure, I am. You don't go around the world with that crazy. If you, uh, Sorry about that. If you put, yeah, 10 of them together, you know, you're a thousand dollars. Okay. My God, you're not even on a pen yet. So no, no, no. It won't circle the world. But it's a damn good question. Full of intrigue. And someone's gonna nail me on it. I can't wait. So excited. I'll enjoy my lunch checking my phone. 609 828 Love the Phillies team. Love the charisma. Oh my lord, what a club out. Stop with this premature celebration stuff. Team shouldn't do it. Knock it off. You know if you win whatever you win you want to have a champagne celebrate have at it I don't care. I could care less about that you know what you know what my rant is and I could tell you more about the Phillies I'm at 45 I know we already put up a, a 10 before this I gotta go you gotta go um here's my rant okay and I got others and I, and I want to be positive what what time of year college football Texas Oklahoma playoff baseball beautiful day uh does it get better stop? Uh, two new grand, uh, grandkids. I mean, life is unbelievable. But will you do me this favor, everybody? Will you stop completely cease and desist, effective immediately with the Taylor Swift nonsense? Can we stop making Taylor Swift larger than life and larger than the sporting event that she's at? This is absurd. You're talking about professional athletes engaged in sports where their career could be over. Football is, like, super high risk. Baseball, they throw it 100 unless you miss that. People can get hit in the head. And we got cameramen and the team showing Taylor Swift's overreaction. I mean, a 30-yard catch is, is great, but that reaction, it's a little bit of a, you know, chill I don't care if my comments they make it on the world news. Have at that too, okay? And pay me nothing, but the Taylor Swift overreaction, sensationalism, hype, all that. I know how big she is. I get it. I respect her for her craft. She's terrific. But I want to tell you right now, Bob Hope, Frank Sinatra, Johnny Carson, named Billy Joel you can name name them all, they don't get anywhere near that attention uh, at a sporting event. This is overhyped. I know the Kelsey thing makes it, that's the story. No, it doesn't. Yeah, there's Taylor Swift, who's dating uh, Kelsey. End of story. Hats off to the Jets organization. (laughs) I don't think I've ever said that. Have I ever said that? For what? Got the wrong quarterback. Uh, But hats off, because if you're at the stadium yesterday, the Jets did not show Taylor Swift on the fan Vision scoreboard, whatever you want to call it. They had already agreed that that was not going to happen. Of course, the the channel itself did. I love the Phillies. They have to get by these lefties. It's a short series. Anything can happen. Look at last year, how we won the first game against the Cards. Why on earth did he not bring out the – Oh, by the way, before I close, under my rant, that guy for San Diego, okay, did not bring Hater out twice in the last week in save situations where he could have used them in the eighth twice. So if you think he learned from his mistakes in Philly, think again because he had that situation twice. Now, rumor has it, this is unbelievable, that Hater dictated he will not come in and pitch in the eighth for a four-out save, and they lost the game in the eighth, twice, and if Hater comes in with a ZRA of 1.26, do you think maybe the Padres right now are, you know, taking BP for the for the playoffs? Maybe, but the guy's a terrible manager, the, as well as the guy in in Milwaukee. There are just some bad managers in baseball, and maybe I'm two X's and O's ish. But the, the guy from milwaukee's going to end up in New York. Where is Buck going to end up? That's a good question. Not as good as my question of $100 bills stapled together go how far around the world and do they touch? I'm going to look like a real idiot here. Somebody's, somebody's going to demonstrate that it doesn't even make it out of the United States, very possibly. Oh, that's fun. Wait till Chad hears it. you going to be all over it. All right. Uh, Rattle a little bit long, but there's a lot going on. He didn't even cut touch on college football. Okay. There's some other stuff too. Uh, so we wrap up this Monday high atop the west side of Cherry Hill. And for those of you that work remote, you know you find ways to keep yourself busy other than your work. Stay focused, man, All right, don't, don't, don't you're on a company dime now. Don't cheat it, okay. I own a company, so I could do a podcast <laughs> during the day. Uh, but anyway, God bless everybody. have a great week. great Monday. It really is a God bless everybody kind of day. Uh, count your blessing, you, work on your, your deficiencies, and when you wake up tomorrow, do this. Go to bed tomorrow night and say in some area that you picked out, I move the needle a little bit, and tomorrow it will be moved a little bit more than that. How's that for progress? Don't look at the whole big macro. Take a spot and say, I'm going to improve in an area. So many areas that we can improve our lives, right? Pick one, for starters, and start moving that needle, and in a month from now, measure your overall progress in the aggregate and say, hey, you know what? It's really starting to make a difference. What do you know? I've, I've done that in my personal life since uh, the first of the year, and I'm pleased to say most of them are working out, not all of them. And the ones that I can't conquer, like weight loss, which is something I started two weeks ago with two life coaches, is finally working. Maybe I'll be lucky enough to add that to the bucket and extend my life with these grandkids. Phillies um, prevail two straight uh, because they'll score more runs. Remember this. I say that good hitting beats good pitching. Will Arise, who batted 354, over-under Chuck, You got to do it before you go. What's the over-under for the guy that batted 354? Uh, 260. Yeah, 260 against the Phillies in the playoffs. If he goes nuts, he'll win, but he won't and we'll win. And then on to the Braves, where we've already demonstrated, we neutralized the Braves, and we have a better 7, 8, 9 all day long, better pitching all day long. We're in Eglise. Who is it Forget the Braves' closer, Eglise. We got it, all right? We beat the Braves, too. So look at that plus 1,200 and see if there's not better ways or not to put a $1,000 in. But 100, ex 100 you know, grandma for 100 bucks. put it on the Phillies, and when they win, give Grandma half the winnings. Give her back 600 and just say, I had supreme confidence. Grandma, this is the best place to put your money right now versus the S&P. Look at the S&P in a month from now. Look at your $1,200 bucks and say, didn't we do better? Over and out. Love you all. 609-828-5569. Hope to hear from you. Keep it up. And uh, you're all the best. That's it.